0: Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report, live, sort of from Studio B. Here's Sean Kelly.
1: How it goes it? The Black and Blue Report returns from the Greenbrier in Saints Camp 2014, as we uh, have hit Tuesday now and Day Five of training camp on the eve of an off day for the players. More on that a bit later. But with John DeShazer, I'm Sean Kelly. As we uh, kind of lay down the tracks for today's podcast, practice has just concluded. The weather today was fantastic. I know that sounds like a broken record to everybody listening back home. But um, your thoughts on practice today? I think Coach seemed fairly pleased. Well, as well
2: he should be. Got back uh, three guys to practice. We know Robert Meacham had missed a couple because he said his back locked up on him. But more important than that, two guys came off the physically unable to perform list. One of those guys being Jarris Bird, the safety other being uh, Tavon Rooks, the, the tackle, but certainly Jarris Bird getting to practice for the first time in quite some time would be the news. He had that back surgery during the spring, uh, was limited in practice, didn't do a whole lot of team drills, did mostly uh, defensive drills and those kinds of things. But you know, a welcome sight to see him back on the field.
1: Yeah, as a matter of fact, as we're standing here talking, um, Jarris is out on the field doing extra work after practice, uh, quite a few reps with the uh, jugs machine. We've seen different days, John, during practice so far where one side of the ball has kind of had the better of the other. At least from what I was able to watch today, it seems like there were highlights on both sides, a little more balanced today. Yeah, I think Coach Payton pretty much called it
2: a draw for both sides, and that's what you're going to see, and that's good to see, actually. You don't want to see – One side dominates, certainly for too long, and I thought the defensive guys had had the better for the last couple of days, but the offensive guys had had the better of them for the days previous to that. So you want to see if you can get that balance, especially with a team like the Saints. You know if the defense is playing well against this Saints offense, then they should be able to do well against just about anybody. So you like to see that standpoint, and you also like to see that improvement from the offense because this Saints defense is improving. They want to be a balanced team, and the only way you get to be balanced is if you got to improve
1: on both sides of the ball. Good show for you today. It's all football here from camp today. We're going to have Bill Polian on, who is on at camp today watching practice. We actually recorded the interview while he was watching practice, so I kind of almost asked him, you know, how does he see things as opposed to maybe the way you and I watch. And uh, also today, defensive line coach Bill Johnson will talk about that dynamic unit. And then Nick Toon's our guest today as well. John, you've you've watched him now over quite a period of time. Would you say that, that Nick is, and he had a good camp last year too, but has he grown a little bit in your eyes? Well, I think so.
2: But, you, you know, you mentioned the magic phrase there. He had a good camp last year. So now he's going to have to prove he can do it in the games. He, he came up a little bit short in games last year, struggled a little bit, and ended up being inactive down the stretch. So he knows. That you know, doing it in practice and doing it in, in games is one thing, but certainly um, you can't wait till you get to the game. You got to make an impression now. And he's one of those guys who doesn't have it necessarily wrapped up. He's making his impression now, and hopefully he'll do so and it'll carry over to the fall.
1: Practice went about two hours and 15 minutes today. Temperatures were in the 60s, low 60s for the most part. A good day, as John had mentioned, kind of on both sides of the football. So again, a good show for you today. We'll get it going with Bill Pullian here in just a moment. Bill Johnson, too, and then Nick Toon, of course, number 88, uh, has got himself a pretty good uh, battle going on at the wide receiver position. We've we've talked on the, about that quite a bit. And uh, perhaps later on in the show, John and I will put a wrap on today and maybe share another thought or two about young Brandon Cooks, who uh, thrilled again. And uh, according to Curtis Lofton on the defensive side of the ball, uh, saying that Cooks is one of the fastest guys he's had to deal with in quite some time. And that says a lot, especially when you talk about old Darren Sproles was back there not too long ago.
2: Yeah, he's really a hiccup. I mean, he's one of those guys where you just want to create a crease for him and let him get into that crease, and he'll do the rest. Uh, Phenomenal talent, especially speed-wise. You know, the Saints wanted to kind of get someone to to, to fulfill that Sproles role, and they have several guys who who are auditioning for that part. But, you know, he's a guy who, man, when he gets the ball in his hands, you're going to stand to your feet because you're going to wonder what he's going to do.
1: Follow my partner here on Twitter at John Deshazer, all one word at John Deshazer, and of course he's been tweeting all throughout Saints training camp. Bill Pulliam, when we come back, here from the
3: Greenbrier. It's a whole lot of cash. Lotto is all across Louisiana with cash jackpots starting at two hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's a whole lot of cash. It's a whole From the neon lights of Shreveport, Bossier City, to the banks of Grand Isle, Lotto is your game. It doesn't leave the state, and there's nothing like it anywhere else. It's Louisiana fun just for Louisiana. Lotto gets a whole lot of cash. Must be at least 21 to purchase. There's no better time to join your Pelicans as we take flight. All-star Anthony Davis is taking his team to the next level, and the Pelicans are soaring to new heights. 2014-15 season tickets are on sale now and start at less than $300 with lower bowl options as low as $37 per game. Season ticket benefits include the best seat locations, discounts on concessions, and much more. Take flight with the Pelicans. For more info, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com dot com today
0: welcome back to the black and blue report here's sean kelly bill Polian.
1: of course everybody knows a former nfl executive and now an analyst with espn and sirius xm nfl radio he was a practice as we mentioned earlier today and had a chance to visit with him while he viewed the black and gold here's what he had to say Bill, I'm really curious to know, how do you, how do you watch practice? <laughs> well, I,
4: I, I watch a couple of things. Number one, personnel. So, for example, I wanted to see um, Crooks, um, see him on the hoof, because other than watching from afar at the combine, I really hadn't seen him in person. Uh, so I'll do that with um, any number of players. And then um, I watch units, um, it, per drill, so for example, uh, when when we had the the seven or eleven on eleven period, um, the run period, I watched the secondary, and uh, and then you know maybe another period I'd switch to the linebackers or what have you. This period that's going on right now, one on one, offensive line, defensive line, I watch that um, every day, uh, it, you know, live. So. You get an idea of, of, of what the matchups are and what the players can do and strengths and
1: weaknesses, um, so it's, it's very revealing. It's, is it hard to tell just by watching on a given day, or do you really have to watch some kind of progression or trend?
4: Well, you, in order to get a complete picture, you want to you watch a, a progression um, you know, because players actually do get better from week to week and uh, and so in training camp that's very important to see the arrow go up and even when you cut the squad you sit there and say well you know why are we keeping this guy the arrow hasn't been up on him he hasn't performed terribly well in fact his performance has regressed conversely you may say boy this guy's been better every day every day he was awful at first then he got better and now he's pretty good and with rookies that's usually always the case so that's one part of it. The other is that there are people that jump at you. For example, Cadet. Everybody was talking to me about him yesterday, and I, I, I was just watching seven on seven, and 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 or actually it was routes against air, and out came 29, and I looked at my roster and said, "Oh, okay, I see what That's they're the talking guy, yeah. about.
1: That's the guy." Yeah. <laughs> when when um, you when you look at what Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis have done with these, I don't want to call them diamonds in the rough, but let's just call them undrafted free agents whether it be just your eyeballs over the years or your experience in the front office how hard is it for a front office to find a guy like that and how hard is it for that guy to find a way through them the muck of training camp to actually make a roster Well, the best organizations and, and the Saints are
4: among them uh... certainly uh... have a synergy between the coaching staff and the scouting staff and they have the ability to say, okay, we're going to find this guy as a collegiate free agent who fits the parameters that the coaching staff has set, and then we're going to bring him in, and we're going to give him a chance to do what he can do. Over time, believe it or not, among the agents, that word will spread. And organizations like the Saints, when we were in Indianapolis, we made a living doing that, will develop a reputation among agents of, okay, if, if they call on draft day and want to sign us as an undrafted free agent, we might take a little less to go with the Saints than someone else because we know the player will get a chance to play. He's not just there as a camp body. So um, that's what the Saints have done, and, and that's how you sustain greatness over time in the era of the salary cap. You have to hit on one or two collegiate free agents every year who contribute to your squad, number one, and then grow into starters. So when Sproles leaves, for example, in free agency, which is inevitable, uh, you're going to lose free agents every year. That's the way the system is designed. It's designed to hurt the good teams. Um, Then Cadet now is ready to step in. And that's why good organizations sustain success and sustain excellence. Those that 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 don't have that synergy and are unwilling to make that
1: investment, don't.
4: It's really that simple.
1: Bill Pulling in with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Bill, there's a lot of noise nationally about this team possibly being in the mix there at the end. Um, it's hard, I think, for the Saints to squelch some of that noise right now. But are you on on the page that this team could be there late? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't think there's any
4: question about that. I mean, first of all, when you have a quarterback like Drew Brees and the weapons that they have, Colston, Jimmy Graham, et cetera, et cetera, um, Pierre Thomas, I mean, this is, a, this is a good football team. I think they're going to go as far as their defense takes them, and obviously they've made some moves on defense to improve that, and, and internally uh, players like Cam and, 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 and others are, are getting better um, just with growth. And they're in the second year of Rob Ryan's system, so that's going to be better. Vaccaro is going to be better. I mean, it, you know, there's there's just internal growth that's that that is both necessary and and absolutely will come. So, yeah, this is a team that absolutely has to be considered a, a legitimate Super Bowl contender. And then from there, you look at it from the question of who stays healthy over time. Um, Sometimes the bounce of the ball, sometimes the schedule. The NFC is by far the tougher conference. So you know when you look at the NFC and you see Seattle, San Francisco, New Orleans, Arizona, Chicago, Green Bay. I think Carolina's taken a couple steps back in in the short run. Long run, they may be they may be okay, but short run, it's they've a little short on receivers, but. You know, how many teams is that? Six, seven. You know, Philadelphia, right, eight. Maybe, yeah. I mean, this is this is this, the the NFC has more uh, legitimate Super Bowl contenders and legitimate playoff teams we haven't even talked about. Atlanta, who had, we know have right. has good talent, and Tampa Bay, who probably made the biggest jump of anybody from where they were to where they're going to be this off season. So, the NFC is loaded, and and uh, So a lot of it is going to depend on
1: injuries and the bounce of the ball. Coach Payton has really been hammering home two kind of camp points of emphasis. One is what you touched on earlier, that ability to run the football better and conversely defend the run. And the other is take this team from the bottom of the takeaway category and move them up much like they were the year they won the Super Bowl. How easy or how difficult is that to turn around in one season? I'll Probably some of that has to do with personnel, but I'm curious for your take on that. You had to remind me of Super Bowl turnovers, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Bill. <laughs> uh, that wasn't quite fair on my part, but you know where I'm going with that. I know where you're yeah. going,
4: and it's fair, by the way. Uh, the, the, the issue uh, in the NFC, because the competition is so close, I think turns on three things. Number one, the ability to be physical over sixteen games and, and stay healthy because this is a this is old time black and blue football in the NFC. Seattle set the tone, San Francisco set the tone, Carolina set the tone. You gotta play that way. If you don't play that way, it's very hard to win. And you know in your division, Carolina's gonna do it. You know what Tampa Bay's gonna do. So this is this is buckle it up football. So you have to be able to be physical, and you have to be able to run and stop the run, and you have to be able to sustain it over 16 games, and that equates to health. So that's point one. Point two is that you must take care of the football because there are so many explosive offenses. Think about Seattle's ability to explode. Think about um, uh, San Francisco's ability for explosive plays. Think about Arizona's ability with explosive plays as long as their quarterback is healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, Atlanta with explosive plays. So if you turn it over and give the 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 opposition more times at bat, the likelihood is you're going to lose the game. So in in that case, as long as the Saints take care of the football and it's in their hands, Drew's going to do his part. So uh, excuse me in the Saints' case. So I mean that's a real plus for the Saints. And, and then finally you have to take it away if you're going to win championships the, the the plus minus giveaway takeaway has to be pretty close to two to one statistically if you look it up over time that's what it will be so um, now coming in, into play there are the points of emphasis in the rules which we'll see how that works out over time with, with illegal contact and, and and defensive holding but Bottom line is you still have to have a very good plus-minus takeaway, giveaway. And and as my old mentor, Marv Levy, used
1: to say, that sounds simple, but it isn't easy. <laughs> Last question for me here, Bill, and that's this. Uh, you know, you've you've been talking to different um, pieces of the team. You've been watching practice today. I know that you've spent time with your friends Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton. What, what do you think you'll know more today about the Saints than perhaps you did Getting over here yesterday morning.
4: Oh, I think uh, you you learn a heck of a lot. I mean, if you're a football person and you see football players up close and personal, you you get a feel for what they're capable of. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's one thing to look at a roster on paper. It's even it's 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 one thing to look at tape, but when you see them up close and personal, you you see what they're capable of. You can see first step explosion. You can see quick twitch. You can see power. Uh, all of that at least to a football person like myself is really important so when I leave a camp I can't I can't tell you what the saints record is going to be I wouldn't even hazard a guess but I can tell you what I think their players are capable of and that, and and even watching one practice you you and, and then talking with Mickey and Sean and Joe and, and others you, you
1: you get a feel for that yeah and, and so was there anything specifically that you that you've seen or saw or heard that changed the way you looked at this team?
4: Yeah, I think, uh, I, I think the aggressiveness of the secondary, um, Vaccaro's physicality. I don't know if he's grown. Uh, most rookies do, you know, between the first and second year, but he's a, he's a thick, physical guy. Um, I, I'm impressed with the, with the look in the secondary, and, and I'm impressed. You're always impressed with their, the receivers. I mean, the Saints have as good a core of receivers as anybody in football. And Drew is always Drew. Drew's a constant. So as long as he's here, the offense is going to be fine. I really like Pierre. I I don't think that the Saints are going to miss a a beat in the running game, and I think Pierre is going to be a guy that steps up and and, and really makes his mark. So this is a good team, but I'm impressed with the physicality
1: and the movement on defense. You've become one of my favorite preseason visits. As as always, I appreciate it very much, Bill. Thank you, Sean. My pleasure. Bill Poleon has visited camp now each and every time that we've been doing this podcast, and so uh, not only great to get his thoughts, but also to see him catch up with old friends, Joe Vitt, Mickey Loomis, and Sean Payton on the practice field today. When we come back, we'll talk with wide receiver Nick Toon on the Black and Blue Report.
5: At the Auctioner Hospital for Children, no matter where you turn, you're surrounded by bravery. Children and teens dealing with health problems beyond their years. Parents working hard to keep the worry from their face. Doctors and nurses doing everything possible to get them back home where they belong. From rare brain tumors and leukemia to heart conditions and organ transplants, we offer a level of pediatric care unmatched in Louisiana with more advanced capabilities than any other children's hospital in the region. Even our kids only ER can handle any pediatric emergency. In fact, the only thing tougher than the problems we see every day are the kids themselves. Choose the Auctioner Hospital for Children and never wonder if you could have done more. Call 866 Auctioner to find an affiliated pediatrician near you. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind
0: and New your first stop when following your teams.
1: Welcome back to our show today. We're recording it literally on the sidelines of the practice fields here after practice today on day five of Saints training camp. As a matter of fact, the quarterbacks, Drew Brees and company, still going through their skills competition that they do each and every day after practice. They've also already wrapped up their autograph session for the fans that have come here from so many different states. And uh, he will be speaking to the media here shortly. All right, let's continue our show today with wide receiver Nick Toon, number 88. Sat down with us just yesterday, and now we're ready to share with you. Nick, there's something different about you this year. I can't quite put my finger on it, but you see where I'm going with this? Do you feel different this camp as opposed
6: to last? Oh, yeah. You know, it's, you know I was just telling these guys over here, you know, it's, it, keep you know there's there's a learning learning process and you know I've I've been you know trying to to build off what I've done each you know each year Uh, you know obviously my first year didn't get a whole lot of work on the field and um, last year was you know kind of for all intents and purposes my first year really Mm -hmm. being out here you know getting some experience and you know now I got got a couple years under my belt and you know just just Continuing to build off, you know, those experiences, and you know, I feel great. You know, I'm healthy. You know, I I know what I'm doing, where I'm supposed to be, and um, you know, this is uh, you know, we we've, we've had had a great start in the camp, and you just got to keep it going. Did you do anything different in the off season? What did you change up from last year? I actually didn't change anything from really? last year. Uh, just continue to do the things that, that I know, uh, you know, allowed me to have success last year. You know, um, and you know, just just kept trying to, to build off that you know it's just just got to have patience um and, you know be ready be ready when, you, when your number's called and um you know, I'm ready to go you mentioned patience and I know you did with the with the other media over there quite a bit
1: there's patience and then I think there's also that I got to go get it mentality and maybe that's the thing that I can't put my finger on being patient but at the same time This is what I want. I'm gonna go
6: get it. Oh yeah, you know you gotta gotta go take it. You know there's 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 a a lot of you know great athletes Mm -hmm. um, at this level. Uh, You know this this is you know the the best best athletes at the world at at, you know what they do. You know are are, are at this level. So you know nothing's nothing's handed out. Nothing's given. You know you got to go take it. And um, you know in order to do that, you have to be prepared and you got to be consistent. You got to know what you're doing and um, you know all of those things have have. You know, been you know areas of focus for me. You know, since I've been here, and you know, just been trying to you know be as consistent as I can, and you know, just just be ready. You know, when I'm out there on the field, and you know, it's been you know good you know first few days, and you know, just got to keep building off that.
1: Time seems to make things more natural, and especially in a relationship with a quarterback. What's um what's more natural now with Drew, Ryan, and Luke that maybe wasn't. Last fall.
6: Well, you know, as a young player, especially as a receiver, you know, chemistry is not something that can be manufactured. You know, that, that comes with time. You know, uh, you know, you know, the, the the guys that have been here for a while. You know, Meech and, and Colson have been here uh, a number of years. You know, playing with, with Drew, and um, you know that that chemistry is not something that you can just just make up. You know, they have, you know, many years of, of chemistry and, and reps and practice and games. Um, and, you know, you, you got to build that chemistry, build that trust. And, you know, that's I, I, I definitely think part of um, at least part of, you know, what's, you know, been allowing me to have, um, you know, some successes. Uh, you know, I've had a chance now to, to build a little bit of that chemistry. And, um, you know, it's, it, you know, that's it, chemistry is everything for for a receiver and a quarterback. so. Uh, just got to continue building on that, you know, building building trust in in all the quarterbacks, and uh, you know, just just be consistent.
1: Nick, give me a skill. Give me a skill that the elite of the elite wide receivers, either past or present, have that you still need to work toward in your game.
6: Oh, everything. You know, there's you never never can stop. You know, working on any aspect of your game. You know, clearly. Uh, you know, a receiver's job is, is to catch the ball, and so you know, my hands are something that you know we obviously as receivers work on every day. Uh, you know, you got to be able to run, got to be able to separate from DBs, and you know, run routes, and um, you know, do all those things. And, and you know, really, uh, you know, that stuff is irrelevant if you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you got to know what you're doing. You know, got to get in, get in the playbook, and uh, you know, like I, like I keep saying, it consistency. Um, and, and that's really what it's all about is uh, just being consistent. And that's something, um, you know, that I'm continuing to work on and, you know, uh, continuing to build on, you know, throughout camp.
1: All right, so camp's all work, but have you at least had one good laugh since you got here with your teammates?
6: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I laugh every day. You know, there's, there's something new every day, something new every day. Uh, we were sitting, actually sitting here at uh, at dinner the other day, just, you know, joking around, telling some stories. uh Cadet, cadets are funny guys, so he was in there telling some jokes, um, but you know, camp's fun. You know, I, I, I love the game of football, you know, I love this team, um, love the organization and uh, you know, we're in you know, a great, great location for camp. It's nice and cool, you know, got great facilities and uh, you know, it's, it's fun. So you just got to enjoy it, um, you know, and, and it's a blessing, man. So it's, you know, it's fun to be out here. Keep it up. You're looking yeah. good. Thank you. I appreciate yep. it. You bet.
1: I think we'll see big things from Nick too, not only throughout the rest of camp, but Perhaps having a break out, breakout season this year for the black and gold. When we come back, we'll talk defense with defensive line coach Bill Johnson. Right up to this. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use. Plus, makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free, now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion.
2: It's a tradition, and Zatarain's has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. We're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans.
0: He must be a big deal since he's verified on Twitter. He's Sean Kelly, and this is the Black and Blue Report.
1: Well, Black and Blue Report continues here from training camp in West Virginia. And I got a chance over the weekend to talk to a couple of the coaches. And certainly I had to have Bill Johnson on my list, who's in charge of that defensive line for the New Orleans Saints. First of all, I know you've you've surely come up with a good story about being here at the Greenbrier already. I know it's only been a couple of days, but you're you're a keen observer of change and mixing up the routine a little bit
7: well uh, you know what uh, like i told these guys we got in that hotel and, and, and you know back from north louisiana you can stack a lot of hay in that hotel <laughs> i can tell you that so uh it's a, a nice it's a beautiful place uh i think as uh, athletes and coaches the thing we we enjoy the most is the weather I think it uh, affords us to be able to work a little
1: longer and a little harder, and hopefully it pays off. Have you noticed, and of course, you know, being a Louisiana boy, that the, these hills are a little bigger than what we're used to. Yeah. Have you noticed altitude at all uh, with your players?
7: No. You know, I did coach in Denver. I, I, noticed that, I know the difference between altitude. These are nice mountains, but they're not the Rocky Mountains, mm-hmm. and uh, they're sure not hills, North Louisiana hills, but uh, they're beautiful to look at, and I think they're a great background for us to practice, and I think it, it
1: adds to, to, you know, being here. A year ago, we're talking about a new defensive system and everything else. Here now, a year later, are, are, are you noticing large comparables to what you were doing this week last year? Well,
7: obviously, uh, the, lear- the learning curve is a little better for us right now. It goes in a lot easier. Uh, we don't have as much growing planes as far as installing and terminology and those things. And I think that lends for us to be able to work more on fundamentals instead of spending so much time on alignment
1: and assignment. And, and hopefully we can take it to another level. The, the turnover at any position group is usually something that everybody has to adjust to every year. Sure. It doesn't seem like there's a lot for you as far as personnel have to adjust to this year.
7: Well, you know, we were relatively a new group last year. And uh, one of the things we're talking about this year is our group is we've got to get off our spot. We can't be where we were this time last year. Mm-hmm. We've got to move forward. Uh, It's always easy the first year, you play a little bit on energy, and you play a little bit on emotion and all those things, you know, and uh, when
1: you have a new scheme in there. So now the work starts and we've got to continue on. Bill, be specific. Give me a list of a couple things that maybe you said, okay, this is where we were. Let's knock a few of these out here this August.
7: Well, the biggest thing we've got to do is we've got to be able to adjust our defense to different formations a little bit faster, in my opinion. I think we, if we line up and make a call, we'll get lined up just fine, all that. But as the, the game goes faster and be able to adjust to what the offense does, we've got to keep working to be better uh, as far as adjusting our fronts and adjusting our coverage to what we see. And I think that's, you know, how you take it a little bit further each year. You know, you learn a little bit more about what you do and who you are. And uh, you just become a little bit quicker at what you're
1: doing and a little bit, you know, mentally sharper. It seems the guys behind your guys on the defense, there's, there seems to be an upgrade there. There's some depth there. I'm not talking about secondary, I guess, yeah. specifically. How does that change the way you guys can play up front?
7: Well, I think anytime you can, you, the more you know, this this league is all about rushing coverage. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to have people that can rush the paper and people that you can coverage it. You can't have enough of them. So, anytime you have a little depth, you know, you, you you can be a little bit more flexible in your schemes. You can create more roles on what people can do good, and it just gives you some flexibility to 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 you know expand your package. So, uh, you know. And, and another thing that we got to do out of this camp is, is, is develop depth, mm-hmm. not just hope we have it, but develop it. You know, we got to do that with our front, we got to do it in the secondary, we got to do it in linebacker. So, uh,
1: you know, it's it's good to have a little depth back here in that back end. Bill Johnson's with us here on the uh, Black and Blue Report. Hey, Bill, scout your individuals for me. Who who um, who do you lean on most? Who perhaps can have a little bit of a breakout here for you? Well, the guys I'm leaning on this year is
7: the the, the Akeem Hicks, the Cam Jordans, the Junior Gletts, and and uh, R- Roderick, Blunk- Roderick Blunkley. Those are the guys that, that need to be our leaders, and those are the guys that we need to coach the hardest. It's easy to coach an undrafted free agent or anything, but we got to demand the guys that are playing for us, the guys that have, 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 have produced for us. We've got to work
1: and get them off their spot and try to take them to another level. That's interesting because it would seem um, – that conventional wisdom would be that you've got to coach up the younger guys, the undrafted free agents. And, and here you're saying, hey, my work may be more on the guys that fans know best. Well, that's right. And, and you know, it's easy. That's how you've got to coach the hardest, in my opinion. And, and uh,
7: you know, I think a young guy that, that'll see a coach coach the guy that's been to a pro go or been to whatever and you demand it from him, I think a guy that's just trying to make the team will surely do it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think it's easy to go after the uh, you know the, the down the line player, but you know this camp right here, we're directing our attention to the guys that have played for us, and they got to get better, and uh, we're going to demand more from them, expect more from them, and and it's it's our job as coaches to get them off their spot and see if we can't get this thing even to
1: a better level. Lastly, Bill, before we get out of here. You know, if you were to take camp and break it into phases, I guess, and I guess some of that has to do with the schedule of the preseason games, but describe this first phase. And I know pads come on tomorrow and whatnot, but what does the the first seven to ten days look like, and is is that how you break it down?
7: Well, yeah, really and truly the first thing we do as a defensive line is we just play base defenses, first and second down defenses, and spend a lot of time on fundamentals, just a how-to, not what-to, but Mm how-to. And uh, it's it's a great time to get ourselves in condition, to be able to learn work, uh, to handle workload, be able to handle uh, handle the reps. Everybody can go out and play one or two reps, but these games are 60 and 70 plays, and we have to build ourselves up to be able to handle the volume of work it takes to be a professional football player, not only in a season, but in a ga- in a game, but also
1: in a season. Bill, I always enjoy watching you teach. Appreciate the Thanks. visit. Good. Appreciate you. Thank you.
3: There's no better time to join your Pelicans as we take flight. All-star Anthony Davis is taking his team to the next level, and the Pelicans are soaring to new heights. 2014-15 season tickets are on sale now and start at less than $300 with lower bowl options as low as $37 per game. Season ticket benefits include the best seat locations, discounts on concessions, and much more. Take flight with the Pelicans. For more info, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. Smoothie
5: King asks, what's your purpose? My name is Trish, and I want more balance in my life. I feel like all I do is rush from one place to the next and end up grabbing a burger along the way. And then I feel guilty, and I start thinking, I need to spend an hour on the elliptical, but I don't have time. (sighs) I want to eat better. I want to feel better. That's my purpose.
3: We can blend that. Find your balance with the new Greek yogurt smoothies naturally powered by Chobani. Find pleasure in your purpose at Smoothie King.
0: Want each show delivered right to your iPhone or iPad? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by searching Black and Blue Report.
1: I want to thank our guests today, of course, Bill Polian, Nick Toon, and Bill Johnson. Another great show from the Greenbrier, another great day at training camp. Um, By the way, John and I have a special engagement tonight. Uh, We uh, will be co-hosting trivia nights at a local establishment in Lewisburg, the next town over, at the place that John, we had talked about before, owned by some former New Orleanians and former bar owners in New Orleans, so uh, I think that we've stacked up some decent trivia questions tonight for those involved. Well, this
2: could potentially be the first and last time ever anyone ever invites us to do trivia <laughs> night. They might just burn the place down or something, I don't know, so we're gonna have to see how it goes. Promise it'll it'll,
1: it'll be a lot of fun, it'll be great. Yeah, that's a, I think what a lot of folks are excited about, players, staff, uh, coaches, tomorrow's an off day, so I think that this comes at the right point, John, don't you? As far as letting some folks um, breathe a little bit, blow off some steam. Yeah, it's a perfect time because that way if we bomb and and everybody jumps
2: us, you know, we'll have a day to heal the bumps and bruises, (laughs) so we'll we'll see how
1: it goes. (laughs) Tomorrow on the show, Curtis Lofton. Uh, We're also going to check in with Jim Eichenhofer from pelicans.com. He is with Anthony Davis, Monty Williams, and Team USA out in Las Vegas. So he'll give us an update on what's going on with their camp out there. And uh, tomorrow we'll also hear from special teams coordinator Greg McMahon. Off day for uh, camp tomorrow, but we'll still have the black and blue report here for you from the Greenbrier. Thanks again to our guests and for Daniel Salerson's efforts back home in Studio B in New Orleans. For John DeShazer, I'm Sean Kelly. And until tomorrow on the black and blue report, so long for just a while.
0: Thanks for listening to this edition of the black and blue report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.